0: Hey Driven Mofos, if you ever wanna have the video version of this podcast, which usually has more effects, visuals, graphs, and helps you to retain more of the information that I share, then check out my YouTube channel. I also share bonus in-depth training behind the scenes from some of our live events, plus interviews from some of the country's most successful people. So if you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, then check it out via the link in the description of the podcast. Remember to subscribe to get the latest stuff. So most people don't think, they actually think they think, which is part of the problem. This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is for the driven mofos out there who are driven to achieve more in life and business. After studying 1,457 of the world's most successful people in different fields and spending over $1 million on coaches, consultants, and seminars, I want to share with you the key learnings, lessons, tips, tools, and strategies that have not only made them super successful, but have also allowed me to go from the kid who was put into special classes, getting kicked out of school and wanting to end my life to becoming the mental performance coach to some of the country's most successful people and helping me to grow multiple businesses. I want to help all of those out there who have been underestimated to prove their doubt is wrong and to help them to achieve more than they could possibly imagine. I hope you enjoy. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about why most people, even though they think a lot, don't really think through things effectively and why it can keep creating chaos around them. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Let's talk today about thinking. Now, this all came up because I was watching just a little bit of a news article, and it was about defund the police in the US. And now this is a movement that came up because of the George Floyd incident where he was killed for whatever reason by a police officer. And these things happen, especially in the U.S. where gun laws are a bit more relaxed than what they are here in Australia. And it's completely understandable in a way, not the killing of other people. But if you're rocking up and you're not sure whether someone's going to have a gun or not a gun or a knife, not a knife, you're probably going to be a lot more on edge and a lot more reactive. Just like when we hear noises in our house, we start to become more reactive and a bit more hyper vigilant because we're not sure what's going on until we go and investigate that thing. So just based on human behavior, when you're not sure whether someone has a gun or not a gun, a knife and not a knife, then you're going to be more vigilant. We're going to have higher levels of adrenaline. And so to get in a police traffic stop in the US, I couldn't imagine what it's like for a police officer to get out of a car and not know whether someone has a gun or not a gun. In Australia, because of the gun laws, I guess it's not as big a worry unless you're dealing with certain organizations like crime organizations that you know may be carrying and then they're a lot more vigilant on those types of people i know that because i've been around some people who have been a bit shady and i know they've told me stories before where when the police come down on them they don't fuck around we're talking like full swat team because they don't want to mess around if there is potentially a gun or something like that on a person so this defund the police movement came up and people in the u.s a small demographic of loud and vocal people thought that it would be a great idea to defund the police. And so they wanted to take away money, essentially, from the police force so that they don't get the resources that they need. Now, I think for a lot of intelligent people, you probably realize that that is not a great idea. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't both sides to this as well. So when I think about these situations, there are benefits and there's drawbacks, right? Is there corruption in almost all police forces around the world? 100% there is. Do the police in most countries around the world do illegal things? Yes, they do. Do they go against the laws that they're trying to protect? And in cases, yes, they do. So are there problems in police forces around the world? Yes. On the other hand, what happens if you get rid of them? And then you start to get more anarchy. You get chaos. There's a lot more problems because they're there to enforce certain rules and legislations. Are those laws and legislations intelligent? Sometimes, other times, not so much. It all depends, and I can see both sides of this. Like, as someone who drives nice cars that are set up to be able to go fast, does going a couple of Ks over the speed limit and getting busted make sense? Not really. But in the grand scheme of things where you have unintelligent people who do stupid shit, if they were to get in a car or go fast, would it make sense to not have them speed? And the answer is yes. You know, would Grandma Betty, who's like 95 years of age, and has reflexes of a pencil, would it make sense for that person to be able to speed? No. Why? Because if someone who has shit reflexes can't drive, then gets out and goes fast, is there a higher likelihood that they're going to kill people? And the answer is yes. There are many different sides to look at these things. And I guess it's really hard for governments, government agencies, for police force, and even for just the general population to wrap their head around when you look at it from all angles. And so we have to do the best with what we have as in, like, we've got to keep adjusting and moving things to try to make them better. Now, how do we make things better? Well, first of all, we have to have a problem in the first place. So when there's a problem, normally rules are put in or better systems or, or better process. And what it will do is it'll create another problem or the next problem. So what happens is you have a couple of incidents where police may use brute force and they may kill people or they might do something silly and they get themselves in trouble. And so instead of trying to figure out, well, how do we lessen this? Like, do we need to bring in better people into the police force? Do we need to recruit better people? Do they need more time off? Is it because they're so highly strung? Is it because they're worried? Is it because they don't have ways of dealing with their stress outside of work? There could be a million different things. That normally doesn't get looked at. And so people just keep doing what they do because that's the easiest option than actually trying to fix something. And this happens in all organizations. And in large organizations, like when we're talking about corporate business, or if we're talking about government agencies, most of them are more political than they are outcome focused. Why is this? Is because when you are more political and you start to use people to get where you wanna get to, it becomes more effective. Now in small businesses, does that work? And the answer is fuck no because you get caught out really, really quickly. And so there's not a lot of politics in small business. It takes too much time and it's too obvious. Whereas in large big businesses, you know, if when you scratch people's backs, they scratch yours and you get rid of someone because they're a threat, not because they do the job well. All of these things happen. And then in government agencies, there's a lot of red tape, a lot of bureaucracy because they don't want to upset people, but they've got to have the right people in the right places and then they get funding from certain bodies and certain organizations. So there's a lot of bullshit that happens in larger organizations. So to change these laws and to change these structures are normally fairly hard and they're not really well thought out. But when we come back to what happened and the purpose of this conversation was I started to see this conversation around defund the police around the time of the George Floyd incident. So this movement happens and then they end up getting more of a left wing, which is more of a socialist, I guess, politician in some of the states. And then so they start defunding the police and they stop giving them the resources and the money that they need. And then crime rates go through the roof. Alcoholism, drug abuse, all of those things go through the roof. Now, because of the inability for a lot of agencies to ask the right questions and do things in an intelligent way that is best for the majority, they tend to focus on minorities and those with the loudest voices. I'll give you a really good example of this. If you have a look, a lot of the homeless problem in a lot of places isn't a homeless problem. It's actually a drug problem or an alcohol problem or a substance abuse problem. And so when you put substance abuse with people who, when you give them $200, they would rather go out and spend that $200 on drugs or alcohol, than spend $200 on accommodation or you know living. It might only be $200, so it might not be a lot. So they might have to live with 10 people in a house. But if you give them $200, they're probably going to use it on substances that aren't going to help them. So instead of dealing with a drug problem, they deal with a homeless problem. And then so they try to create homeless shelters and homeless places where these people can come in, but they're not really dealing with the right problem because it's actually a drug problem or a substance abuse problem. And so once again, people aren't thinking, they're thinking they're thinking. And a lot of bureaucrats Don't think, they think they think. And then what they want to be seen is they want to be seen as a good person. So they don't want to pull people off the streets. They don't want to tackle the crime in the right way because they don't want to be seen as rough handed. So then they just allow this stuff to keep happening. When it keeps happening, and now you're moving funds away from the police force and now you're moving funds into homeless shelters, now you're creating more of a homeless problem. And so this stuff started exacerbating in the US. And so now you've got places like California where people are moving out in droves from California to get away from the drug and homeless problem that's being created there because funding has moved away from the police and it's not being moved into the right areas. But once again, this isn't because people aren't thinking, they're thinking they're thinking. Real quick driven mofos, you know I don't run any advertising or sell anyone else's shit on this podcast. So the only thing that I'll ever ask from you is that you help me get this podcast out to more people and spread the word by rating and reviewing this podcast. I promise it will only take 10 seconds. So please rate and review if you haven't already done so. And thank you in advance. Now, this happens in business all the time where business owners don't tackle the problem. Most business owners think they think. And because they're thinking they're thinking, they're caught in their head and they're trying to tackle too many problems at once. They've got too much shit going on. They might be dealing with the wrong problem. And so because of that, that then just leads to more of the same problems over and over again, or those problems exacerbate and get worse. And so you can see a lot of business owners getting stuck in their problems because they just can't think through things. And the more they act and react to certain things, normally it just makes things worse because they don't have time to think effectively. As a business owner, it is really important to value thinking time. You need to have time to think through things. You need to have time to be inspired. You need to have time to have great energy levels because you're gonna drive the team. You're gonna drive the business forward. And if you're consistently reacting to things and not thinking through things, Then you end up with a situation that's happening in certain places like the US and California. I think San Diego is another one. I know they tried to tackle the drug problem in Detroit, as far as I understand, and that just created more problems because they were tackling the wrong problem, not the real problem behind what was going on. And now, do I have a solution for those things? No, because that's not my expertise. But what I really want to talk about today on this episode was making sure that you're thinking properly. Now, how do we think properly? Well, in order to think properly and to think effectively, we need to ask the right questions. So if you're stuck financially, asking yourself why am I always broke is a shitty question. Well, probably because you're unintelligent, you're not thinking through things effectively, you're reactive, you're stressed out, you're burnt out, you're tired. None of those answers will really lead you in the right direction. So if you ask a better question like, what are some of the things that I'm doing that are making me ineffective with money? And what are some of the things that I can do to generate greater amounts of income? Then you grab those answers and ask a better question again. So what out of there fit my values and fit my mission in life so that then I can go out and do things that I'm inspired to do that then allow me to grow as an individual but also grow my finances? Now, is this something that I could do over an extended period of time? If the answer is yes, then you're probably moving in the right direction. If the answer is no, and you're just doing something to make money, then it's probably going to be something that's short term. So in order to think effectively, you need to ask the right questions. You also need to surround yourself with the right types of people. If you're surrounding yourself with the wrong types of people, then you're going to be in chaos. Then you're going to have challenge. You know, if you're surrounding yourself with people that complain and whinge and bitch and moan all the time, then don't be surprised if that's the way your life ends up. If you keep thinking about what you don't have, then don't be surprised if you keep having more of what you don't have in life. You want to surround yourself and put yourself into the right environment of people that are achieving, that are doing great things, that are pushing boundaries, that are more creative. The more you do that, the more everything around you expands, and that's probably where you want to be. So we've got to ask the right questions. We have to put ourselves in the right environment, and we've also got to put ourselves in an environment to be able to think. When we're in environments that are very sheltered and closed off and are very small, then it makes us become more focused. When we're in expansive environments, like when we're out in nature, we tend to think more creatively because it's more open and more expansive. I was listening to an episode of the Huberman podcast where Dr. Andrew Huberman was talking about this. So if you want to get work done, go into a small little space, put your laptop and your computer down, and then go for it because you'll have less distractions and it narrows your thinking. It narrows the way you operate in your own mind. What he was talking about was if you're in environments where you need to have more creative thinking, more expansive thinking, go to environments with big high walls and big high roofs or out to nature where your view is more expansive and allows you to think differently. So you wanna put yourself in that type of environment to be able to think effectively as well and grow. Using a journal is a great way to be able to think because then you can process your own thoughts effectively. You can process the questions you're asking yourself. You also wanna be around people who ask good questions because if you can put yourself in an environment of people who ask you good questions, it will help you to grow and expand. They're just some of the ways that you can think more effectively. But the more you learn how to think and the more you put a value on thinking, the better your thinking will become over time and the better the problem solver you'll be able to come. When you have unintelligent, stupid people with big mouths, then you get a whole bunch of people who complain and bitch and moan and whinge, and then people solve problems that aren't even really there, which is what's happening in the US at the moment. We've got a whole bunch of people that are a very, very small minority in society who have the loudest mouths, and normally what you'll find is those who are the dumbest people in society tend to scream the loudest. And you'll see this in an argument, right? Is that an intelligent person can sit there and have a conversation with somebody else and go back and forth and find out what a problem is and they try to identify it and then they try to fix it or they'll ask you what you think the solution's gonna be. When you're with someone who's an absolute fucking idiot, when you start to have a conversation with them and you start to confront their way of thinking, they start to then become more aggressive towards you And you'll see conversations where someone will be yelling at another person only because they ask an intelligent question. You'll see this on TikTok where there'll be like protesters and someone will ask them a question. They just start screaming over the top of them because they don't like to be challenged. They'll go straight into the flight, fight and freeze response. They will become aggressive. They will shut down and freeze or they will run away from the conversation because they just don't want to have to think through it. They're holding on to their beliefs. And this is where you hear people talk about this idea of limiting beliefs. Those limiting beliefs are really just a limiting thinking pattern that we all have in different areas of our life. But if we're evolving and growing our thought processes, then we can challenge those beliefs, we can challenge the way we think, we can challenge our ideals, our ideas, and we can develop new ideas and we become more balanced in life. The challenge and the problem with that way of thinking, though, is that that is more of of a minority, not a majority of people, because a majority of people get stuck on the beliefs that they have from a young child, and then they just reinforce those beliefs, whether they're money beliefs, whether they are beliefs about religion, whether they're beliefs about other people, whether they're beliefs about relationships, those beliefs keep getting reinforced. And that's why one of the most powerful things that you'll ever do is learn how to use your brain more effectively and use it in a way that works for you. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope this episode helps. Have a great day. Keep kicking goals. And thank you for all of those who have been rating and reviewing these podcasts on all the different platforms out there. I do appreciate each and every one of you for listening in. And I appreciate everyone out there who has been rating it and reviewing this podcast and sharing it with their friends and sharing it on socials. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Keep kicking ass.